Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Old Time Radio Superman Show. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, send it to me, adam at adamsweb.us. Also, be sure and rate the show on iTunes. I do want to encourage you, if you've not already, pick up a copy of my latest book, Ultimate Midlife Crisis. It's a great superhero comedy novel. Uh, Chapter 20 is my favorite as we parody a lot of uh, comic book and superhero tropes. It's available as a paperback and also in the iBook, Kindle, and Nook store. You can also check out my uh, store with all my books in it at store.greatdetectives.net. Well, now it's time to begin a new serial. This one is The Knights of the White Carnation, and we're going to play episodes one and two for you. The original air date, February 26th and 27th of 1947. Let's go ahead and take a listen. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P, Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. Superman is unaware that while Metropolis sleeps, an ugly menace to America is being prepared to strike against the freedom and well-being of all Americans. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. Say, have you noticed how many different kinds of characters there are in that new series of comic buttons Kellogg's Pep is putting out? There are blondes, you know, like Cindy, and uh, redheads like Brenda Starr, and kids like Judy and Corky, and heroes like Superman. Yes, sir, among those 18 different funny paper characters, you'll find all sorts of pictures. That's one reason that these pet comic buttons look so nifty when you wear them pinned on your jacket or your dresser cap. They really show up. As for doggone good fun, well, nothing beats the thrill of getting a new button whenever Mom opens a new package of pet. And trading duplicates with your pals, too. And are these buttons easy to get? You don't have to send in a single penny, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. All you do is to ask Mom to get you some Kellogg's Pep and look inside the package for your prize. And say, while you're about it, get a load of how terrific these toasty whole wheat flakes taste at breakfast on a cold morning. Mmm, mmm, crisp and tender and, and fresh as can be. And loaded with a catchy sunshine flavor that keeps you digging right in for more. You know, Pep is called the Sunshine Cereal. Gives you good old sunshine vitamin D. So ask Mom to get you some P-E-P. The Sunshine Cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. As our story opens today, our scene is the handsome townhouse of Vincent Kirby, member of an old and aristocratic metropolis family. In the rich, oak-paneled library of the house, six men are seated around a table. 
In each of their lapels, a white carnation stands out against the dark, conservative material of their business suits. A number of identical newspaper clippings, obviously a reproduction of a photograph of a basketball team, are scattered on the table. Fingering one of the clippings, Vincent Kirby clears his throat. <clears throat> I call your attention, gentlemen, to this photograph of the Metropolis High School varsity basketball team, which appeared in the Daily Planet February the 24th. Now, you'll note the caption above the picture reads, Undefeated Metropolis 5, grooming for state championship. The caption below the picture states, the Metropolis High School basketball team, undefeated in 16 games. Winner of the All-City Crown is now pointing for the state championship test at the Armory tomorrow night. The quintet Coach Reed will place on the court includes, left to right, Casimir Pulaski, Michael Kelly, Tony Rizzuti, Phil Kaplan, and Jack Wilson. <clears throat> now, gentlemen... I call your attention to the fact that of the five basketball players named, only one, Jack Wilson, is an American. The rest are foreigners. Doesn't it seem rather odd to you that in a great American city like Metropolis, four out of the five members of our championship basketball team should be foreigners? Isn't it a little shocking to discover that names like Pulaski, Kelly, Rizzuti, and Kaplan overbalance a good American name like Wilson, four to one? Yes, gentlemen, it is shocking. Not only shocking, but disgraceful. Not only disgraceful, but dangerous. Now, as you know, I organized the Knights of the White Carnation, of which you were all members, to fight for the preservation of Americanism and to defend ourselves against the poisonous propaganda of foreigners whose only desire is to overthrow our democratic government. And I call upon you now to join with me to eliminate such things as this newspaper clipping indicates. Foreigners taking the places of decent American boys. Just a moment, Mr. Kirby. Huh? Yes, Kenfield? Don't you think you're going a little off the handle, Mr. Kirby? I beg your pardon? What I'd like to say is this. Has it occurred to you that perhaps the reason Pulaski, Kelly, Rizzuti, and Kaplan are on the Metropolis varsity team is that they're better basketball players than my son or yours? I assure you, Canfield, American boys can play basketball fully as well as foreigners. And furthermore, whether they can or not, I, for one, refuse to stand by and permit our boys, our American boys, to suffer by comparison with foreigners. If necessary, we'll get rid of the foreigners, not only off the team, but out of the school. Now, you got anything to say to that, Canfield? Yes, I have. To begin with, I can assure you the four boys named in this newspaper clipping are not foreigners. What would you call them? Americans. Really? Does Pulaski sound like an American name to you? Casimir Pulaski? I suppose you'll tell me his ancestors came over on the Mayflower. <laughs> no, but one of his ancestors, the Polish patriot, General Pulaski, was in this country before your people ever dreamed of coming here. He fought in the American Revolution. If you study the Metropolis Street Guide, you'll find that Pulaski Street was named after him. And another thing, wouldn't you be proud to have your oldest son enrolled at West Point? Yes, but I don't see what that has to do with the question at hand, Canfield. It has this much to do with it. Another famous Polish patriot, a man named Kosciuszko, designed and built the original West Point Military Academy. I don't believe it. You're at liberty to consult either a history book or an encyclopedia on that. Topic. I'm not interested in consulting anything. My only purpose I'm is to see that... I'm beginning to understand what your purpose is, Mr. Kirby. When I consented to join your Knights of the White Carnation, I was under the impression it was going to be a group of intelligent metropolis businessmen 
dedicated to the preservation of the American Constitution and the Bill of Rights. A group that would actively combat the influences of communism, fascism, and all other isms created to destroy freedom of speech, action, and religion. Well, that's exactly what it is. I'm afraid not. I see it now as a group of narrow, bigoted men attempting to create intolerance, prejudice, and hatred among different races and creeds. And I see you, Mr. Kirby, as an individual fully as dangerous as Hitler or Mussolini. How dare you say a thing like that? How dare you? Unfortunately, it's true, Mr. Kirby. You could easily be another Hitler. This meeting could just as easily have taken place in pre-war Germany. I demand an immediate apology for those, those slanderous remarks, Mr. Canfield. You'll get no apology, Kirby. But what you will get is this white carnation, which I'm ashamed to say I wore even for a moment. You picked a white flower as your symbol, because white indicates purity. But all the surface purity in the world can't cover the rotten odor of hatred. And I don't like the smell of it. Canfield, you've said enough to make it clear that you don't belong You're here. You're right, I don't. I'm getting out, Kirby, as fast as I can. But before I go, let me warn you. Not only am I withdrawing from this hate-mongering group you call the Knights of the White Carnation, but I'm going to fight you tooth and nail and expose you on the front page of every decent newspaper in America. Good night. Gentlemen, gentlemen, please. Now, there's nothing to become alarmed about. Canfield's a fool. Our mistake was inviting him to join us in the first place. Yes, but now he can ruin everything we planned to do. You heard what he said. He threatened to expose us to the press. You seem to forget that I own a controlling interest in the Metropolis Daily Sentinel. Yes, but you don't own the Daily Planet or the Blade or the Ledger. Canfield is a friend of Perry White, editor of the Planet. And the Planet is the most powerful newspaper in the state. What difference does that make? Are we afraid of anything? Well, no, but I feel uh, we... However, I agree that Canfield might make things difficult for us. We should have tried to pacify You can't pacify a rattlesnake, Williams. But you can make him harmless by pulling his fangs. And that's exactly what we're going to do. Pull Mr. Canfield's fangs. How? Just leave it to me. <laughs> What is Vincent Kirby planning to do? How can he stop Charles Canfield from exposing the Knights of the White Carnation? We'll know in a moment when we return for the exciting climax of today's episode. So keep listening. You know, gang, I don't believe I know a fellow or girl who doesn't get a kick out of following Superman's adventures in the funny papers and listening to him right on the radio. So it's mighty swell that Kellogg's Pep included him in this new series of comic buttons you're all collecting. There he is, big and powerful and handsome, his bright red cape flying in the wind. And all the other pictures of your favorite comic strip characters are, are just as true to life. From Pat Patton and, and Tess Trueheart right on through Chief Brandon and Vitamin Flintheart and Judy and Corky. There were 18 new and different comic strip characters in all, you know. And you want to have the fun of collecting them all. So hop to it, gang. Remind Mom to keep you stocked up with plenty of Kellogg's Pet. You know, that's the prize package where you get your comic buttons. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy these comic buttons anywhere. But you get one in every package of pep you open. That's Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Pep, the golden toasted whole wheat flakes with that catchy sunshine flavor. Pep, the dish that tastes just as good as it is good for you. So get Kellogg's Pep, gang. That's P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. 
As we continue now, still seething at the attitude of men he had always considered decent, honorable citizens, Canfield has returned to his home. And parking his car in the garage adjoining the house, walks down the driveway. As he nears the street, a man with his coat collar up around his neck and the snap brim of a felt hat shielding his face steps out of the darkness. Got a match, mister? Fine, never carry them. Don't smoke. You're Charles Canfield, ain't you? Why, yes. <laughs> What about this monkey burglar story? I uh, just turned your notes over to Lois. Turn them over. Uh, let her finish it. Okay, well, it's all the right. I just learned that Charles Canfield was murdered last night. Yes, I know. It came in on the teletype early this morning. Another of those mugging killings. Yeah, that's what you think. What do you mean that's what I think? According to Inspector Henderson's That's statement, exactly it's... why I want you to get down to headquarters. Tell Henderson we want the truth. The truth about what? Now, look. Canfield called me at home last night. It was pretty close to midnight. He said he was phoning from a booth in a drugstore. Yes. He made a date to have lunch with me today. I don't get the connection. He said he had a story that would blow Metropolis wide open. Great Scott, you... Canfield was murdered, Kent. And I think he was murdered to keep him quiet. Yes, Mr. White, Charles Canfield was murdered. Not only to keep him quiet, but because he dared defend the truly American principle of fair play and equality against a group of men preaching the doctrine of hate. The knights of the white carnation have struck their first vicious blow. And the petals of their flowers are touched with blood. What will happen now? Can Clark, can't even a Superman track them down before they strike again? This is only the beginning of one of Superman's most exciting adventures. So be sure to join with him each weekday at this same time as the Man of Steel meets the poisonous challenge of the knights of the white carnation. Listen tomorrow, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Say, gang, there's almost no end to the fun you can have with Kellogg's Variety. That's the white, green, and red Kellogg package with ten individual packages of your favorite Kellogg cereals like Corn Flakes and Rice Krispies and Pep. Every morning you can pick out your own private box of cereal. Makes breakfast a picnic. And sister will get a kick out of the cutout dolls on the bottom of the tray. Cut them out and dress them up and play all sorts of games with them. So tell mom to be sure to get Kellogg's Variety. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman.
This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Kellogg's Pep! P-E-P-Pep! Kellogg's Pep, the Sunshine Serial, presents The Adventures of Superman! Today, while Superman makes an effort to get behind the murder of Charles Canfield, the men who call themselves the Knights of the White Carnation strike another blow at democracy. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. You know, when there are both boys and girls in a family, there's pretty sure to be a lot of good-natured rivalry. And that's just exactly what's happening with the collections of that new series of comic buttons from packages of Kellogg's Pet. Brothers and sisters are racing like anything to see who can collect the most different funny paper characters. Yes, there's a lot of excitement every time Mom opens a new package of Pet. And there's a great business of trading duplicates, too. And, of course, you're always mighty proud to pin a new Pet comic button with the others on your jacket or your dresser cap. Now, you'll want to collect all 18 of these new series buttons. Vitamin Flintheart and, and Spud and Superman and all the rest. And if you don't want to be left behind, you better ask Mom to get you some more Kellogg's Pep. That's how easy it is to get these prizes. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. But you get a comic button in every package of Kellogg's Pep you open. And you get something else, too. A doggone delicious dish for breakfast. Pep is called the Sunshine Cereal. Those whole wheat flakes are brimful of catchy sunshine flavor. The kind of sunny flavor that's so good on a cold morning. So ask Mom for lots of P-E-P. The Sunshine Cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Now the adventures of Superman. At a secret meeting of six prominent metropolis businessmen who call themselves the Knights of the White Carnation, Vincent Kirby, their leader, draws attention to a photograph of the Metropolis High School basketball team published in the Daily Planet. Venomously, Kirby pointed out that four of the boys on the team were obviously of foreign descent, and as such, should not be permitted to play. Angered by this hate-mongering attitude, Charles Canfield, a wealthy industrialist, called Kirby un-American. He then resigned from the group and frankly announced he would do everything in his power to expose the Knights of the White Carnation to the public. Alarmed, Kirby made a phone call, and early the following morning, Clark Kent and Perry White learned that Charles Canfield had been found dead with a knife in his back. As we continue now, we find Kent, who, as we know, is Superman, and cub reporter Jimmy Olsen at police headquarters, where they are trying to get a statement from Inspector Henderson. Listen. Hello, Kent. I've already issued a statement. I said that Canfield was apparently killed by a stick-up man, a mugger, as he was about to enter his home on Lake Drive. That's all we know at present. I'm sure it isn't all, you know. Yeah? What makes you so sure? Because even I know more than that. Yes, yeah, so do I. Say, what are you trying to do? Trick me into talking? Oh. Inspector, how could you ever dream of such oh, a thing? Oh, we never do a thing like that, Inspector. Now, you keep your two cents out of this half pint. Half pint? Leaping lizards. Now, look Kent. here, Kent. I want to... Believe me, Inspector, this is all on the level. We have some valuable information, and we're ready to make a bargain. You talk, and we'll talk. Huh? What, uh... 
What kind of information? Information that may lead to the arrest of the man who killed Charles Canfield? I don't believe it. Meaning to imply that I'm not telling the truth? That I'm a liar? Is that it? Now, now, take it easy, Ken. Well, take it just... easy. All right, all right. We ought to know better than to try to keep anything from you. Come on up to the crime detection lab and I'll show you what we've got. Here's a story the way we shape it up. When Canfield's body was found on the sidewalk in front of his house, nothing was missing from his pockets but his wallet. He had a gold fountain pen and a pencil set, a diamond stick pin and this watch, a watch worth at least $1,000, all of which might add up to one thing. It wasn't just an ordinary holdup. Right. Whoever did it wanted it to look like a holdup and grabbed his wallet, but forgot the rest of the stuff. Or else he got frightened away before he had a chance. You may have something there, Jim. We thought of that, but it doesn't gel because the body was discovered by the milkman at 5.30 in the morning. Now, there are only two houses on that street. Evidently, nobody walked by after Canfield was night. So the chances of the guy being scared off are slim. Well, then the net of it is you believe it was a planned murder that was supposed to look like a stick-up. Now, now, wait a minute. I didn't say anything of the sort. And don't you go printing that or I'll have you thrown into jail for, for intimidating an officer of the law. Who am I intimidating? Me! Trying to put words into my mouth. Now, all I said... Relax, relax, Inspector, relax. Strangely enough, I agree with you. Huh? What about? I agree with you that Canfield was murdered. I never said I know you didn't, but the information I have matches up with that theory. Yeah, it fits like a piece of a jigsaw puzzle. Huh? Well, I talked. Now it's your turn. Here it is. Last night about midnight, Charles Canfield called the editor of the Planet, Perry White, from a drugstore phone booth. He made an appointment for lunch with him today and told him he had a story that would blow Metropolis wide open. This on the level, Kent? Strictly on the level. Around midnight, huh? Uh-huh. Hmm. The medical examiner figured he was killed between midnight and 1 a.m. That was after he made the phone call. That clinches it. Kent, I want to thank you. Hey, how about me? And you too, Half Pint. Oh, Inspector, please stop calling me that. <laughs> Half Pint Olson, the demon reporter. Hey, you too? Now, I can't fool around. I've got to go to work. And, Kent, hmm? you won't blast this on the front page until we get our teeth into it, will you? Of course not. Uh, I will, unless you cut out that half-pint stuff. Uh, you know what I'll do to you. What? And uh, Now, look. <laughs> All joking aside, this is a serious matter. Canfield, as far as we know, didn't have an enemy in the world. He was well-liked, respected, and one of the leading businessmen of the city. He was chairman of the community chest, president of the Chamber of Commerce... On the hospital board and the board of charities, and one of the directors of the Metropolis Trust Company. A wealthy, solid citizen who never had a word of scandal attached to either himself or his family. In fact, he never even got a ticket for parking. And yet, and yet someone hated him enough to murder him in cold blood. It doesn't make sense. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe it was still just a stick-up man who didn't have brains enough to take the watch and the rest of the stuff. I doubt it, Jim. No clues on the body, Inspector? No indications to where Canfield had been? Uh, nothing we could find. Outside of personal effects, all he had in his pockets was this uh, newspaper clipping. Oh, let me see. Hey, it looks like a clip from the planet. Oh, it is. It's my story. What? Your story? Yeah, I write the high school sports news, you know. Oh. This is the story I did yesterday on the Metropolis High basketball team. See, here's a picture of the team. Mm-hmm. They play their first round for the state championship tonight at the Armory. They're a cinch to win. Now, why would Canfield be carrying a clipping about a high school basketball team? Yeah, you've got me. But I don't think it's important one way or the other. I'm not so sure about that. Jim. Yeah? Say the Metropolis team's playing at the Armory tonight? Mm-hmm, against Cedar Falls. Uh-huh. And they'll win a walk. With Pulaski and Kaplan and Rosetti... Did you get tickets for the game? What do I need tickets for? I sit in the press box. Oh. 
Well, is, is it all right for me to sit there? Oh, sure, it's all right. You really want to go? Uh-huh. Hey, what's on your mind, Kent? I'll tell you after I see the game, Inspector. Let's go, Jim. Well, Jim. Hey, quite a turnout here tonight. Yeah, full house. You figure Metropolis can't lose, is that it? Oh, not a chance. Glasky and Kaplan are crackerjack forwards. Jack Wilson's the best center in the state. Uh-huh. And when it comes to guards, Michael Kelly and Tony Mazzuti are top. All right, here come one of the teams. Well, that's Cedar Falls. Hey, they look big and fast, Jim. Oh, I sure, but we'll take them. You know, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. ha, <laughs> ha. Hey, look at him snap that ball around. Not bad at all. Oh, will you see our boys? They'll be out in a minute. Watch Pulaski drop him in from midcourt. He's terrific. Say, uh, by the way... Yeah? How come you wanted to see this game tonight? I meant to ask you. I like basketball. Oh, go on. That's not the reason. You got some kind of an idea. Something you don't want to tell me, huh? Not at all, Jim. It's just a... Uh... Well, here comes the Metropolis team. Oh, yeah. That's Jack Wilson. He's captain and center, running in front with the ball. Looks like a good man. Yeah. And the next one... Hey, that's funny. What's the matter? Well, that's not our team. Not your team? No. Except for Jack Wilson, none of our first team players are on the floor. That's so? Yeah. Those guys on the floor are all stars. Maybe the coach decided to start the second team. No. He gave me the starting lineup this afternoon. There's something wrong, Mr. Kent. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure something's gone wrong. Worried and puzzled, Jimmy Olsen and the huge crowd in the army roar out in protest as only one member of the Metropolis High first team takes the court for the championship game. What does this mean? We'll find out in a moment when we return for the startling climax of today's episode. So keep listening. You know, gang, it's a good idea, now and then, to check over your collection of comic buttons in that new series from Packages of Kellogg's Pet and see how you're coming along, because you won't want to miss out on a single one. No, sir, you'll want Tess Trueheart and Goofy and Beezy and uh, Superman and all the rest of those 18 new and different comic buttons. What's more, you wouldn't want to miss the excitement of trading duplicates with your pals. And you're mighty proud to wear your collection pinned on your jacket or your dress or your cap because they're so doggone smart-looking, bright-colored and gleaming as anything. And you know, the best part is, these pet comic buttons are so easy to get. You don't have to send in a single penny, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. All you do is to make sure that Mom keeps you supplied with Kellogg's Pet. Because there's a comic button inside every package of pet you open. And is there a load of good eating in a package of Kellogg's Pet? Pet looks a doggone golden and inviting that, well, you can hardly wait to start right in. And your first spoonful of these sunny whole wheat flakes tastes so good, you settle right down for a real session, believe me. So ask Mom to get P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pet. Clark Kent, Jimmy Olsen, and a capacity crowd in the armory have been startled to see the Metropolis High basketball team take the floor for a championship game with a quintet consisting of four substitutes and one regular. Puzzled, Jim turns to Kent and says, The coach told me just this afternoon that he's starting the first team. Now this setup with four subs has me worried. That seems strange, Jim. Considering that this is the opening game for the state championship. Yeah. 
why I'm sure something's wrong. Yeah? We won't have a chance against Cedar Falls without our regulars. Must be some explanation. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Here it comes. See, there's a man walking out on the floor with a public address microphone. See? What? Over there. Oh, oh, yeah. That's Coach Reed. Oh? Quiet. He teaches science, uh, too. Quiet, everybody. I had him when I went to the top. May I have your attention, please? Ladies and gentlemen, I know you're all wondering why four members of Metropolis High's team are not on the floor tonight. You said it. I have been asked to announce that the reason for the absence from the floor of Tony Rizzuti, Casimir Pulaski, Bill Kassman, and Michael Kelly is that they have been suspended from the team. Suspended? they are suspected of having dealt with professional gambling. What? Uh-oh, there's your answer, Jim. Answer nothing. It's a lie. A dirty, rotten lie. <laughs> Jimmy screams out his answer to the announcement made by the coach of the Metropolis team. An answer echoed in the pounding feet and shouted protests of the huge crowd. Strangely enough, the four boys who have been suspended were the same four boys, Vincent Kirby, the cold, ruthless leader of the Knights of the White Carnation labeled Coroners. Is there some connection between the suspension and Kirby's group of hate mongers? We'll know more tomorrow, gang, when Clark Kent as Superman takes a hand. So don't miss it. Be sure to listen. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pet. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Hey, what do you have, gang? Kellogg's Corn Flakes, Rice Krispies, or Pep? Or one of your other favorite Kellogg's cereals? Well, you can take your pick every morning at breakfast when Mom sets out Kellogg's Variety. That's the white, green, and red package with ten individual packages, each one a serving just for you. One day you'll choose a shredded cereal, next day one that's pot, and next day a flake cereal made from corn, wheat, or rice. Everyone's a treat because it's a favorite Kellogg's cereal. Makes breakfast a picnic of fun. So remind Mom to get you Kellogg's Variety. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Welcome back. Well, after the uh, experiences of the last um, uh, few months or so, you would think, you know, if uh, there's somebody suspected of a murder that's uh, supposed to blow Metropolis wide open, that and they have a picture of a ethnically mixed uh, basketball team, that immediately Clark Kent would have to think it must be another hate group. But at any rate, the audience does learn right off. And I hate, in some ways, I do like the way the first uh, story just got out of the fact that we're dealing with a menace here, and it makes it easier to take them seriously. Uh, in some ways, uh, you know, it can just seem like these are just, you know, ignorant people just going off saying things. And they don't actually do any serious harm or menace until, you know, seven or eight parts into the story. Here in part one, it's established these are ruthless uh, people who are uh, dangerous. And I think 
uh, having the man stand up to him in part one and call him on the carpet and say what a dangerous character this guy was certainly sets our expectation that we're, we're dealing with a legitimate menace here that Superman's going to need to address. Well, that will actually do it for today. We'll be back on Sunday with part three of this adventure. In the meantime, send your comments to adam at adamsweb.us. And also be sure and rate the show on iTunes. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year. From first match, must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.